0: welcome back to raging workaholics ben what episode are we on 69 so, oh man Uh i gotta keep it business professional though yeah. you know what's so funny about that you know uh, yeah, i don't get it. it it's a nice number yeah it is a solid number yeah it uh yeah <laughs> keep it professional miles keep it professional this is a business podcast yep um, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode, the 69th episode of Raging Workaholics, presented by Simple on Solutions. Guys, this is a solo pod here. Yeah, no Sarah. Flying, flying solo without Sarah, but uh, it's me and Ben all the way through. He's got some questions for me today. I got a question for you, Ben. Hit me. Did you see some green popping up in the I grass did. out there?
1: I am grateful for it. We are
0: finally starting to see a couple couple, two-tree strands of grass popping up in the uh, lawn already, which I don't know about you guys, but I am ready to go for spring. I went to simplelawnsolutions.com, got all of the products that I'm going to need to make sure that I get a jump start, a head start, a kick start on my lawn before my neighbors do so I can beat them in the game of lawns this summer. So, if you want to get a head start, go to com. They got all the products you need. They'll ship it right to your door. You'll be ready to rock and roll as soon as that snow is gone and Mother Nature starts growing grass again. All right, Ben. Miles. The Raging Workaholics solo pod featuring Ben. (laughs) It's not really solo. It's more uh, we're down a man. Yeah. But uh, one thing that we thought would be interesting to do today is Ben is going to ask me some questions. I'm going to give my take on them um, and go from there. So um, do you have a theme of the questions at all?
1: Um, It's going to be mostly focusing on kind of when you betcha was first starting.
0: Okay, kind of how that came about the uh the startup process of a business basically kinda yeah, yeah, all yeah. right, sweet, let's roll them out, let's just jump right into it,
1: all right, so you've mentioned in the past on the podcast that this was something you started doing it um while you were working other jobs yep. you, you'd say that that was kind of a side hustle or a passion project,
0: yeah, so I would say that it was much more of a uh yeah, I mean it, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, I viewed it as like, you know, in my own brain, it was like, well, this is just gonna happen because I can. I've done. I've been watching the internet. I've been watching all this. So all I got to do is just put in some work on it, and I think we can make it happen.
1: So that kind of leads into like the meat of this question, which is: at what point were you kind of like, I can turn this from just something that I do on the side, even though I do want it to take off into like, this is now going to be my full-time thing that I do.
0: Um, I mean, I think everyone dreams when they first start out that like with the side hustle of like, I was able to quit my main gig, right? Like yeah. no longer got to work for the man I'm working for myself. Um, And so that was always kind of in my mind. I thought it would take way longer. Uh, Basically, it took six months, which I think is very rare. Luckily, the beauty of the Internet is it kind of like you have exponential growth at times and not just linear growth. So it it kind of speeds up the process. Um, But what happened for me, I thought it would take longer. One, when I first started, because I didn't realize that Facebook had monetization capabilities. Okay. so when we started, they had that summer, they had just launched monetization on longer form videos. And I didn't even know that when I started and not until we got approved for it, that Facebook like notified me and said, hey, you got enough views. You have enough followers. um, You are now eligible to make money on your videos. And once that happened, I was like, "Okay, that's the game that's what I'm going for here is I just got to keep putting out videos so that I can make enough money to where I don't have to work this other job. And, uh, that became it. And then a few months later, we dropped our first merch launch. We sold, uh, I think it was like 112 shirts, 104 shirts. I don't know. Some like first. Yeah. Prime. I mean, yeah. at the time we probably had 30, 40,000 followers. So to, to drop a, and the merch shirt was just not great. No. So I was really worried that anheuser Bush was going to send us a cease and desist, you know? Oh, really? So my thing at the time was the Bush, right? Mm-hmm. And so our sh- I wanted to do a Bush shirt and sell it, but I was nervous I'd get a cease and desist. So instead I just put the sh on the shirt. So it was s C H H H H H with our logo on it, and that was the entire shirt, and it kind of had the same font as the Bush okay. logo and all of that. And so the first shirt was the sh- shirt. Oh, um, shit. we sold around a hundred and some of them, and Ryan, Ryan and Jade actually, um, printed all of those shirts in Jade's dad's basement. <laughs> <laughs> and so real deep. Uh, DIY. Yeah and yeah. they were like in over their head they're like oh my god like trying to keep all the sizes straight and shit like that and it's like now like we could sell you know three four hundred shirts in a day if we want mm. you know it's like bananas I think we had a whole month to pull that off and it was like stressful <laughs> it was like only a hundred shirts at that point so uh, it's kind of interesting but but to kind of fully answer that question, it's um you don't necessarily have all of the answers to how you're going to quit that job when you start, but you believe in what you're starting. And that you'll find that along the way. Okay. So I knew that at some point it could make money. I didn't necessarily understand how it was going to make money until I just started doing things. And once you start doing things, you shake things loose in this world. New opportunities show up. You're thinking of different ways to make money, all that other stuff. New stuff pops up and you realize, oh. Yeah, I can
1: do this. You got to be active instead of just waiting for shit to happen.
0: Yeah, if you're yeah. planning, if you're constantly planning when you first start on how to make money, you're probably not going to make any money. Just right. go start doing stuff with the expectation that you'll figure out how to make money later. Okay. That's what I would say. I like
1: that. So you'd mentioned uh, Jade and Ryan there. At what point did you realize, you know, this thing was kind of taking off? At what point... um do you bring other people on to help you with this?
0: Okay. So we, um, I quit my job six months in, I would say, I think it was a year after that. So we spent the next year where like, I was just paying them as like contractors in a sense, right. Um, to do their thing. And it eventually got to a point where I was just like, I want to take this thing to the next level. I'm also kind of sick of editing videos all day because I was that I was the only thing, right? I'd shoot the videos. I would edit the videos. I'd have to do all of the customer service. I was running the merchandise, coming up with designs. I was just doing everything. I was like, if I keep doing this, I'm not going to make it. (laughs) It's not going to be sustainable. Yeah. And uh, luckily in that year, I'd also met Sarah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had met Sarah. Yeah, I'd met Sarah in that year as well. And she basically gave me the green flag of like, okay, you can hire three people. Okay. <laughs> and it was like, Okay, here we go. Well, Ryan's one. Then we interviewed Lakin and Tyler and hired them. So those were kind of the next three. Um, but I don't think I would have necessarily hired three people if I didn't get the green light from Sarah, meaning I trusted someone that I felt was much smarter than me on finances to like give me the confidence that I could do that. You know, okay. like it seems scary, but when someone else is like, I've seen people do this all the time, type of vibe, you know, whether she believed that or not, was this kind of like, oh, if other I, yeah, I can do this. I can I'll take on three employees. Let's go.
1: So you'd say there's probably like value in having somebody who, whether it be finances or um in some other regard to the business, who can give you an outside perspective on like what you can do or the direction you should go yeah as
0: soon as yeah. you submit to the things that you really don't know about Because so i think that's the problem with some entrepreneurs is they think that they have to be the engine and do it all right okay. there are things that you are you need to do right like no one at this company can create content as good as me, at least not yet. Hopefully someday there is someone that's better than me, but right now I'm the guy, right? Yep. But I recognize that someone could do customer service better. Someone could run the merch better. Someone can do finances better. And like, once you kind of submit to like putting the ego aside of, all right, going to need some help. Cause, and I think once you put into perspective, what your ambitions are, That's where it kind of starts to change, right? If you want to be a, let's say you want to be a hundred million dollar company. How many one man show, hundred million dollar companies are there out there? Couldn't name one. Probably zero. And uh, if it appears, if it appears that someone's a one man show, I guarantee you that is a facade and they are not a one man show. And uh, I think once you kind of submit to that and give up some of that like control i think then that starts to uh yeah you just things start going better you're less stressed about certain things and you just can focus on the stuff you should okay yeah so
1: you'd mentioned um i found this in like an earlier interview you had done with a newspaper okay um, that with you know as you're building this business you kind of wanted to avoid the typical corporate structure Ie, you know you have like levels of managers and like <laughs> layers of people you have to talk to and that you wanted to feel like anyone in the company could come to you. Uh Why, what's the value in that you see like for this company and like for other like small businesses who are like trying to get off the ground as opposed to just trying to imitate big business.
0: Yeah. And I think it's actually a little bit right now, like really cool to be counter corporate, yeah. counter corporate. Right. Mm-hmm. And where I've found, you know, to then I sound like that, right? I sound like counter corporate, like F corporate. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I think as our business has grown, I think the best place to be is a hybrid. Okay. Because there's a reason why corporate companies are corporate companies, right? There needs to be structure when you start adding more and more people you know people yep. need direction and the best way to get direction out is through a structure that's formed that way right yeah now i think corporate companies do a lot of stuff and, I, and this is kind of cool because i think that this is also how business goes as your brain changes as, as you do it whereas miles i don't know what year that was yeah you know you probably could have been six months ago or whatever It was like two years or so back or yeah like that. so two years ago miles is like nope counter corporate and now i'm like okay i now that I'm in it, I get it, but I still think the best possible outcome is a hybrid of the, you know, Silicon Valley startup open floor plan.
1: Having those, like, kind of structures, but still having kind of that open environment. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. today, um, in one of our meetings, it was brought up, but, like, oh, well, this idea gets shot down by so-and-so, and it's like, I want, like, the, what I don't want in corporate structure is that I'm always waiting for permission. I'm always playing within parameters. Like I want some people who are willing to kind of put their ass in the line and try new ideas. And if they kind of mess yeah. up, then like, well, they also got to pay the consequences as well. So um, I think where I've grown is realizing that there's value in structure, but they're also like you just you, you can't operate like a corporate company because... You're gonna to move too slow. And yeah. so if there's a way to preserve both, I think that's good. Um, and now I don't remember the original question.
1: Why would you encourage other people to who want to start a business to like run it that way? I think you kind of answered. Oh, that
0: yeah. The that. uh yeah. the uh feeling like anyone can come to you, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's because when I was working concrete and I come to work every day and I know my, my dad was the guy who owned the company, right? So it was like, I knew my dad as a human, my dad cared about the employees. He cared about the business and he's just trying to get the best outcome for everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Doesn't always mean doing, doing and having what the employees want, but those employees felt like my dad didn't want to hear their feedback so what they would do is just bitch back and forth to each other. Oh. And then they would be negative negative. they'd take it home and be negative. And then I'd see him at the bar and all they'd want to do is bitch about this and that at work. And it's like, eventually got to the point where I was like, well, did you tell my dad that you had this gripe? Well, no, this and that. And I think it kind of has stemmed from that of like, let's solve problems by communicating and and not just going like, oh, well, he doesn't want to hear my problems or he doesn't want to hear this or that. And like, yes, there are times where your boss is be busy and be like, this can wait till another day, but I want it to be where like, we're addressing problems as they come up and not waiting until it's like, you're holding a nuclear bomb in your hands and the whole company (laughs) blows up, you know? Yeah. And so I think it stemmed a little bit like that of, I want everyone to feel like they can come to me, because I would much rather I'd much rather lose some productivity time having a conversation with someone who has a concern and have them go home and feel better about working here and, and all that stuff rather than the vice versa of like, OK, well, I'm busy, right? You know, all of that stuff. And there are some days where I push stuff because I know it's like not that urgent. But, yeah, I I think what's important is like I've seen the opposite and it's toxic at times. Okay. All right. Um so and I think where like as a new boss and as someone who's just starting up your company um I think it's important to know like and I think what can happen with like especially really strong entrepreneurs and people who are like that they a lot of times like think they're the smartest in the room and they may be the smartest in the room, but I think you also need to make sure that you're listening to the other people. Even if you think that you're smarter than them, because that doesn't breed a very good team atmosphere. Even if it is you, Ryan, Tyler and Lakin just sitting in a storage unit and working all day, like, like even on that set type of scale, like make sure you're listening to what everyone has to say because, if someone doesn't feel like they're being heard, that can be problems later on. Okay. Yeah.
1: So big thing here is, you know, we make, we make videos, we make different podcasts, that sort of thing. And not everything always works out. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to failure, particularly like failure early on, like in when this was a business, how do you keep yourself from getting discouraged and just be like, I was wrong about this. This was a pipe dream. It's it's not never going to work.
0: So what I like to tell new content creators when they start yeah. is <laughs> the beauty is, is you can literally F up as much as you want and no one's going to see it because you got zero followers. <laughs> so, for example, you know, let's say you are a personal trainer, right? And you're like worried not to mess up you may only have two clients. So if you mess up two clients, like it's not the end of the world, it's only two people. But if you're running a three, four workout classes a day, and there's 30 people at each workout class, that gets to be quite a few. So like the pressure's more on. So what I'm saying there is like when people fail early on, they get very discouraged because it's like, this was my only client and I mess it up. It's like, no, this is just your first client and you messed it up. Imagine when you have 30, would you rather mess up with one client or would you rather mess up with 30 clients? And so like, just view it as like, just view the failure as part of the process. I probably have said this on this podcast multiple times, but no matter what you will always suck when you start do as much as you can fail as much, grow as much as you can as fast as possible. So you can get through the suck phase as fast as possible. Everyone has a suck phase. Some people just never get out of the suck phase because they get discouraged, right? They get discouraged by those first couple failures when in reality, what they should do is just keep pressing on. And all of a sudden on the other side of the wall is you're out of the suck phase and you're doing good things. But yeah, it's, it's the suck phase sucks. Yep, but it's a necessary thing f- to be successful. You gotta
1: fall before you can run. Kinda.
0: You gotta suck before you can <laughs> can,
1: can uh,
0: <laughs> uh, professional. Keep professional keep it professional. Yeah, this yes. is this, this very professional. A lot of a lot of suck phase talk on the sixty ninth episode. Ish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oof Um, what? You know, this started out like you mentioned in you know. A warehouse basically or a lot um, what have been like some of the hardest growing pains as you've expanded
0: the hardest growing pains is at first it was learning to work with other people when you start up your business you're the engine you're the goer you everything revolves around you and then Comes a time where you hire employees, you start handing off tasks and you know how you would do them, but they're still learning. They're in the suck phase still. And you may come off as brash or you may get annoyed really easily and all this other stuff. Um, And or you don't trust them to do it. So then you end up just micromanaging them heavily. You know, Tyler thinks I micromanage still to this day.
1: I, I find that very funny, given how he micromanages. <laughs>
0: I'll have to use that on him. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah, so like where I was going with that is, you know, I, I had to learn how to communicate with Lakin. Lakin requires a little bit different communication tactics than Tyler does mm-hmm. or Ryan does. And, um, and so I had to learn how to like work. With others and be the boss rather than just being the guy doing the thing, and there there's a reason why good entrepreneurs start companies and make them successful, and they hand them off to a CEO who runs it forever, right? Yeah, you know, because if you're naturally an entrepreneur, turns out that being a manager and a boss doesn't necessarily maybe come as easy to you because you're a go getter, you're very aggressive you um, you kind of just force square pegs into round holes, whereas like not all your employees are gonna be like that, you're gonna have to take a much more political approach at times, and this and that, and I had to learn how to be a little bit more political um and and I say political meaning like just using my words better, right, yeah, um not instead of going, "Hey, why did you do it like that?" and go, "Hey, walk me through the thought process behind this." Being just, that, diplomatic. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, being more diplomatic is maybe the word. Um, yeah. But just those two, two switching up the tone and how you say it just makes such a world of difference. And I think once you hire a few employees, you got to really learn that, especially if you are the aggressive entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And and I and I've seen it too of like people who think uh, having the ability to think big. And move fast is a superpower. Does that make sense? So, like kinda. It's your classic uh alpha dog entrepreneur, right? They just can't keep up with me. You know, like I, I'm trying to do these big dreams and no one can hang with like, you know, whatever. And it's like that doesn't make you a good entrepreneur. That makes you an idiot because those are the people who are going to help you get to those big goals. Yeah, and you got to help them along and like realize that like you trying to move fast is hurting your company, and that's not good entrepreneurship. I've I've seen that before.
1: You just kind of have tunnel vision and like this is the way we got to do it. And yeah, you're not willing to
0: change. Um, it's a little bit like um, I don't want to say this because it's probably different, but I'm just going to say it as an analogy. So. If you don't like it, don't get mad at me for this. But like Kobe Bryant as a leader in my mind is not a great long-term solution. And what I mean by that is, is it's, I, well, I shoot 10,000 shots in a day. Why aren't you come on? I'm trying to win a championship. Come with me, shoot it, whatever. And instead, if it's like, Well, this guy doesn't need to shoot 10,000 shots. He just needs to be a good passer. So build chemistry with him so he knows where you're going to be so he can pass you the ball better. You know, like
1: Uh, abandoning the mindset of they need to be as good as you as opposed to I need to let them play to their strengths
0: so that I can be my best. Gotcha. Yeah. And Kobe's probably because Kobe probably did do stuff behind the scenes that helped all. Like it was just, but let's just say unnamed basketball player thinks that "Ah, if I shoot 10,000 shots, my teammates should or they aren't aren't as dedicated as me and we aren't going to win a championship unless we're all shooting 10,000 shots today. It's like, no, no. You need to shoot 10,000 shots because you're the star. You're the one that makes the shot when the buzzer's on the line. But those guys need just to play good defense, rebound, pass you the ball. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get them to be really good at that and you do that over here and like a lot of entrepreneurs are just like wake up earlier, grind harder, this or that, and it's like well, oh, no, <laughs> that's not what they're doing. Like they,
1: they're good entrepreneurs, a team player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah, it takes all kinds of kinds. Is I think the phrase for that. Uh, no, the phrase is uh, it takes a village. Yes, yes,
1: absolutely. And
0: I think sometimes entrepreneurs, when they're very uh, bricked up for their business, they they <laughs> tend to get uh their brain tends to be a little scrambled at times okay so these are good questions keep them rolling all right um
1: this one's just kind of off the cuff here um you talked about um this was earlier this week in a different conversation about like competitiveness or like challenging one another in the workplace it's so tricky yeah um it's so tricky like how do you like foster like a healthy way where people can challenge each other (laughs) you're
0: talking about my basketball game with (laughs) with jake Jake? yeah yeah i i at that moment i was a little bit that entrepreneur who was a little bricked up from this and that but i think uh
1: but but i think you had there's value there in like wanting people being willing to challenge each other. yeah
0: so it's so weird because Sports is easy, right? It's like there is a win and loss column Mm -hmm. and there's a trophy that you win at the end where business, the goal is to play business forever. And it doesn't really, you don't really need to win trophies to be a business, to be in business. No. You know, even to be a successful business doesn't mean there's always a trophy, right? Like you take Apple, they're one of the biggest companies in the world. Like, there's no award they win. Like, they probably set numbers of revenue, you know, that they want to get to in a certain uh, stock price or whatever. But, like, still at the end of the day, it's not, like, as close to sports that way. Business and sports are very similar, but in sports there's an end, there's an end to the game, whereas there's no end to the game of business. Okay. And so competitiveness you kind of have to mess with a little bit, Right. Um, I think that if you make it too competitive about results, you have the uh what was it was it like g e or something where they just fired the least performing employee every single month and they hired Maybe. someone new and like just so then they thought that that was just gonna bring out the best in everyone, and it's like,
1: but what if somebody has well, like a bad month or
0: well yeah. that or like it didn't bring out the best in their top performers it just brought out the worst of the worst you know what I mean like they the worst people stressed about it it wasn't necessarily doing anything for the top people either you know and so I think just performance base is tough and just competition is really tough Um, I also think if you don't ever have competition it's a pretty cushy job get very complacent and when the going gets tough there's no resilience or grit there at all and I think our company falls, if there was a spectrum of, uh, what would you say? Competitive, not competitive, and then there's a middle. I think Mm -hmm. we go a little bit towards the not competitive right now. And I think we also haven't set up a ton of uh, systems to be competitive. You know, when when it was me, Ryan, Tyler, Lakin in the storage unit together I would be like ah you know you bet your page got this like what's the breakfast ball page got Or like you know there was some competition and talking about you know hey Ryan me and Tyler got all of our content done for the week are you still doing merch stuff like yeah there's some of that like banter and when you're a smaller team but as it grows um it gets tougher and you kind of have to put in systems for competition I would say That when someone is new here's been I'm just going to tell you my approach. I don't know if it's right or wrong. It's how we've approached it. Right. So when someone new comes in the approach is I don't want you to be idle ever. I want you to be doing so we can get through that suck phase as fast as possible. And then after we're through the suck phase then let's maybe start focusing on performance. Let's start focusing on how are you doing? What have you learned in that suck phase? Where What's can applied? we
1: kind of grow?
0: From where, there? where can we grow and all of that? But it's like, it'd be like in college basketball, having a freshman in college come in, not ready to play and you throw them into the the game and then they suck. And then you're like, well, we got to kick you off the team because you suck. Well, it's like they would be good if you gave them time to learn and grow and, yeah. and all of that. Like, Redshirt them, and I think in business it's a great idea to redshirt people when they first come in, so they can build up their muscles in the weight room, and become smarter, grow as a team member, and all that stuff before you kind of let the dogs loose on competition and talking shit of like, ah, beat you this month. Like, where are we at? You know? Yeah. Um, I also think that competitiveness is by the person. I'm a very competitive person, very motivated by competition. Hmm. Ryan is the same way. Tyler, not as much, or at least hides it more. Um, Jared, does not like conflict and competition. Um, We'll try and keep the peace and harmony at all all (laughs) times. Um, But I do think that even if you're not a competitive person or you have someone on your team that's not competitive, they still benefit from competition. That makes sense. Yep. People who don't like conflict still play sports and can do it, you know, like, yep. but you kind of also got to know your team members, all of that stuff. And so um, I think when you're starting up, I, I do, I will have to say, I do miss the like initial startup phase of a business because the competition is so pure. It's, like, you versus you, but also you peg off a few people around you that you, like, are going gunning for, right? You know, I, I'm thinking back. I won't name any names of, like, pages and stuff that, like, had more followers than us, and I would, like, zero my sights in on them, and I'd be like, all right, we're just going to beat them, right? We're going to get more followers, and then we're going to get more views, whatever, mm-hmm. and then you blow by them, and then you pick someone else. Like, I do think there's a ton of value in setting your sights like a shark in the water on people around you and just saying, I'm going to destroy you in a business sense. Yes. yeah. In numbers wise money, wise, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I battle a lot cause like a lot of leadership gurus, business gurus tell you, well, anyway, uh, the skills of leadership and the skills of business are, uh, can be acquired, right? And Like that's what to tell you. Yeah. Like all leadership skills can be acquired. Anyone can be a leader.
1: <laughs> I, I like the voice that you're using with yeah, that. Too.
0: I kind of do too. I don't know where <laughs> yeah. it came from, but
1: very professional. It is.
0: Yeah. Um. Very corporate. That's yes. my corporate voice. Corporate miles. Yes. Um. And it's just it's tough because it's like it's like pulling teeth if you aren't naturally competitive. You know, it's like pulling teeth if you're not um, naturally a leader. And so it's one of those things, too, where it's like if you aren't as competitive, find someone who's more competitive than you and kind of link up with them. Or, you know, if you are swan, you have a great idea for a business, you want to start it, but you just don't necessarily you're not um, not that Jared's not competitive, but Jared's if you're like Jared who's just like doesn't really like conflict as much. Isn't have as much of like the killer nature, like find someone who does and pair up with them because it's going to be a great yin and yang that way too. They're going to make you a little bit more competitive. You're going to kind of mellow them out so they're not like foaming from the mouth make and all that. Make that balance. Yeah. yeah, so I think it could be a good approach for people who are just starting out. But I do just that like the the pureness of competition when you first start out. When no one expects you to do well, when like you really don't have any resources and it's just, you just have to be smarter and literally better than the other people around you because you have no money, you got no resources, you got no following, all that stuff. It's just like, I don't know. It was like, it's a cool time. And I wish. You you like capture that feeling and like bottle it up and, you know, take a hit of it every once in a while, but kind of re- reinvigorate you. Yeah. yeah. And, and once in a while you get that, but as bigger you get and the more resources you have and stuff, it's just like it, the, it's not a short term of like competition, right? Like we're competing on a much larger scale now of time frames and money and all that other stuff than when you start. So it's like, you don't get it all. So concentrated. Yeah. Now we have a, you know, a large coffee whereas back then like the competition is just like the packed espresso shot of competition you know yeah yeah so you got one more question for me
1: uh no i think that's basically about it uh i guess i'm sure you have like a million things you'd want to say but like is there just any other small piece of advice you would want to give to somebody as they are starting a business
0: yeah, absolutely. I think the best thing that came out of this. Um, if you are just starting a business, you are going to suck at it at first. You are always, no matter what, whether that is the tactical part of it, the financial part of it, the marketing part of it, any part of a business, you are going to suck at it at first. Keep pushing through it. You're going to fail. Don't get discouraged by the failure. All you have to do, your sole focus should be on, I am just trying to get through this suck phase. And as soon as I am no longer in the suck phase, then I can start winning. Then I can start making money. Then I can start doing all this other stuff, Um, growing my business, scaling it up. Suck first so you can blow money later. Nice. (laughs) i don't know that was <laughs> this episode 69 yeah. so i thought i'd do a suck and a i feel like that's
1: that's a good note to kind of end like yeah
0: that's and, sorry, sorry not sarah's not gonna like that one no. hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode no. um no i uh that's my end rant get through the suck phase to so write a book called suck phase and it just all of not a bad it, title it's just like really really short book and it's just like keep going and the next page just says do not quit. And then you made it to the other end of the suck phase. You know,
1: that's just 300 like, blank pages. Yeah.
0: Oh, that actually is a good idea. Oh, okay. it's uh, you know, like one page has the encouragement and then it says on these next 300 pages, write all the stuff you sucked at. And then when you get to the other end, you're out of the suck phase. It's not a bad idea. We'll workshop it. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. But, uh, Sweet. Guys, this was the the Miles Monologue soapbox episode here. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for tuning in to episode 69 of Raging Workaholics. As always, I appreciate um you listening in. We want more feedback. Let us know what more you want us to expand on. DM us on Instagram, the Raging Workaholics pod, I think is the handle. Yep. Um DM me on my personal Instagram page, wherever you want, TikTok, you name it. Just hit us up. Um,
1: We'll be checking them.
0: Yeah. And uh, let us know what else you want us to talk about. So that being said, cheers, guys, and we'll see you in the next episode.